Hello, everyone, and welcome to a special episode of Cross Atlantic Gaming. Today, I'm joined with Waterloo. Hey, hey, you guys remember me? Good, good friend of the show and my old podcast host buddy from the Risky Radio days. It's very true. We are here today to go over our trip to PAX East. This was our fourth year? Yep, fourth year. Fourth year. If at any time the audio sounds weird here, we are recording in the same room on the same mic, just like when we first started podcasting together. Way back in the day. <laughs> back to the good old days. Um, so, we are going over our PAX East trip, PAX East 2019. Um, why don't we quick tell a little story about our trip to PAX East? Oh, oh, you, the story? It was a, it was a great story. Um, so, they decided, uh, Zach decided to put me in charge of driving. Um, so that means Zach was in charge of navigating, and we're driving, and, um, well, first off, we almost start going west to get to Boston, but... Which, if you don't know your geography here, Syracuse is in the middle of New York State, and Niagara Falls slash Buffalo, which is west, uh, that's just the complete opposite way that you want to start yeah. driving. So we were about to get on the thruway, and I was like, Lewis, 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 Lewis! East, please don't go west. We don't need to go to Niagara Falls if we're trying to get to Boston, a city on the Atlantic coast. Uh, so that was the first. But we avoided that. We avoided it, so we kept driving. And then uh, I was told to uh, follow signs for, um, for Boston slash New York City. Earlier in the drive, you did say that New you York wanted city. to go to New York. So, you know, maybe subconsciously, it just the GPS picked it up and took us there anyways. So... We eventually decided it was probably, we were a good two and a half hours in, probably. Oh, yeah. Boston's maybe like five hours from us. Um, and Lou was like, hey, do you want to drive? And I was like, yeah, sure, no problem. So we stopped, pulled off at a rest stop. I got out of the car. We did whatever. Got back in the car. And I was like, all right, well, I'm driving, so I'm going to start up the GPS because that's what a responsible driver should do. They should have their GPS in front of them, ready to navigate the roads. <laughs> I put in the GPS, and somehow it says we still have three and a half hours until we hit Boston. <laughs> Uh, well, that wasn't great. We were in... Uh, we were like a half hour outside of New York City. Yeah, we were in Newburgh, which is <laughs> just about a half hour outside of New York City. So we had driven pretty much south instead of east. Yeah. Uh, so that was good. It, we were supposed to get in at 10. I think we got in at like midnight. It was a two-hour detour, so, you know, it's not the worst thing. So we, we did miss... Um, Thursday of PAX, but we usually, that's a new thing, so yeah, we hadn't really say, done that. second year, it's last year was the first time doing it or something? Yeah, so uh, we weren't there at all, and that's when Gearbox, they announced Borderlands 3, so we kind of missed all that, but we got to see it from home, which is probably the quickest way to do it mm-hmm. anyways, um, and I know the guys from the podcast already went over that last episode, so Borderlands 3 looks awesome, uh, but so, it's Friday morning, we get to the show, um, we're in line. Uh, the smell of nerds and and <laughs> the smell of quickly tell me what the smell of nerds smells like. Well, just 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 lift up yourself and just do a little <laughs> smell, and you know that's pretty much what it was, just in a confined queue that we were standing in. So just a bunch of deodorantless people. Oh yeah, and I was fully deodorized that day too, but still drenched in sweat. Oh yes, always <laughs> classic. Um, all right, so I mean. Before we talk about games, is there anything you want to talk about uh, outside of the games or maybe just some, anything about the convention uh, in general, I guess? 
It, it seemed packed. It did. It Fra- was packed at PAX East. It was packed at PAX. Yeah. Uh, that was Friday. Mm-hmm. We we always take Saturday off. It's kind of just like a, we go Friday and Sunday. Is yeah. what we've been doing for forever now. Um, Saturday just gives us a day to kind of cruise around Boston, do whatever. So I'm let, assuming let Saturdays. Feet rest. Yeah, let the feet rest. Oh my god. <laughs> You should definitely wear good shoes. I don't think either of us wore good shoes, and it's just like you'd sit down for a minute, then you'd get up and be like, "Why am I so old?" (laughs) Yeah, please let me sit down. Yeah, it's bad. Um, so Friday's probably not as busy as Saturday, but uh, it was still packed and a little less packed on Sunday. I would say. Oh, Sunday was nice. I feel like I had a little extra elbow. You had a little room to move. Yeah, lines weren't as long either. I don't think. Um, one thing that always strikes me about packs is the amount of people. Waiting in lines to play things like PUBG and mm-hmm. Fortnite and like stuff that's been out forever. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean sometimes it's for contests, so understand that's understandable. That. Or like Mixer was there, so mm-hmm. I think you were automatically in the hype zone if you were on a computer there or whatever. So like that's cool. Mm-hmm. That just blows my mind when people go to these things where there's all this new stuff mm-hmm. and they're just. Like, waiting to play something like that's already out two, there. Two hour lines to to play a game of Fortnite. That's insane. Well, that's why I wanted to download the demo demo of Yoshi and be like, "Hey, start a line right here. You can play on my Switch line free." You know. Yeah, pretty much play exactly what <laughs> they're doing. people are playing. Mm-hmm. Could have charged them. Be like, "Hey, slip me a dollar. I'll <laughs> you let play you play right Yoshi's now. Woolly World um, early." Yeah. Uh, the other thing is, I I can't I couldn't wait in line to play uh, the Days Gone either because that's about to come right out too. Yeah, anything, because that's, what is it? The 26th of this month, I'm pretty yeah, sure. Yeah, that's like oh, 10 days, we're 10, 12 mm-hmm. days away. Yeah, um, I can wait for the hype for that. You know? Right. Um, I, I mean, that's a good point. And uh, one last thing, when, at least for me, that I noticed that kind of bugged me this time was when developers who had really long demos only had a couple stations mm-hmm. and the first time i noticed it was when i was waiting to play after party okay yeah and was i wasn't terrible. waiting to play after party at the game pass mm-hmm. booth because it was there there's only one um i was actually at the night studios booth and they had three stands i think uh-huh. um but their demos were like 20 to 30 minutes. Yeah, like, you were there for a while. I think I played like two games when you were just standing there. Probably at least. At least. You went to the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, I did I think lot. I texted you at one point. I was like, dude, I'm going to be here like another hour just waiting to play this. Yeah, um, So I feel like if you're a smaller developer or... Shorten I, your demo or... Either, yeah, exactly. Keys. More stations or shorten your demo. Uh, they would have to shorten it because there's just not that much space, though, I That think. bugged me because then you go to places like... Um, what's the one? With the Divinity, the new Divinity game. Yep. Divinity Fallen Heroes. Yes. Um, that, I think they put on 30-minute timers for you Was it when you sat down. It's either 20 or 30. Yeah. Um, and we sat in line for that, and that's a 20 to 30-minute demo, but mm-hmm. it didn't take long because they literally had, like, I don't but, know, 14. But that is a lot larger studio than the people that did After Party. Well, that you yeah, think about okay. That. Like, That's fair. Did you see this? Like, They had like line from an actual boat wrapped around the whole thing so you couldn't get in there. They did know? have a pretty awesome setup, I would say. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's a good point. So then I guess maybe just smaller developers need to... Shorten the demo. Shorten the demo. Like, Especially if there's like a line forming. I could feel like they want you to get the full experience, but... Don't you want more people playing it to too? experience it and be able to talk about it? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's definitely true. Um, other than that, wasn't really anything unusual. No, as far as not the games. Yeah, um, it was. 
didn't go in on the, the the board game side as much, you know. We we definitely did that a lot more last year. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we played demos and stuff too. Yeah, we did some demos, and then we also that's when we started playing the Star Wars Destiny dice game, Correct. dice slash card game. Yep. Um, so that probably took up a lot of our time last mm-hmm. time. This time we didn't really get into anything like that. And a couple of years ago yeah. we bought or we went into that Mercs, Mercs game, yeah. the little tabletop game. That was fun until but, we had to paint everything. Then it was just like, yeah, nah, it's like all that. right, <laughs> they give you these like perfectly painted figures that look so beautiful, and mm-hmm. then they're like you want to buy it, and you're like yeah, and then you do it, and they're like the pieces are like in separate pieces and not painted, and you're like oh, so I have to glue them all together and paint them to make this look. Semi cool. Semi cool. <laughs> yeah. Like my artwork obviously isn't going to compare to the professionals that have painted this thing. Just a big blob of white paint. On it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hey, <laughs> um, yeah. So we definitely didn't spend as much time in the tabletop section as no. we had before, uh, but that just meant we had more time for games. Mm-hmm. So um, let's talk about some of those games. Um, Do it. I don't even know where to start. I played so much stuff. I guess um, I'll start with the Messenger Picnic Panic. Okay. That's the free DLC coming out this summer for The Messenger. The Messenger, I didn't play it in 2018, I think, when it came out. I played it this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was it's one of the first games I beat this year. But it was a game that I thought, if I had played it in 2018, it might have made my top five list mm-hmm. uh, over some other stuff. Um, so I love the game, obviously. I got to play Picnic Panic, which is going to be free to everybody who has it. Um, this is the developer on this, Sabotage Studios. And... Um, it's brutally hard. The first, um... That's the game where you, like, uh, the the graphics change, right, throughout the game? Yeah, yeah, okay. So, like, the big draw of the, the original Messenger was that you would switch back and forth from 8 and 16-bit, all your music changes, all of your graphics, um, just the looks of everything and the sounds of everything. Really cool. They, they continued to do that in Picnic Panic. Okay. Um... But what we had here was a demo, which is something they've showed in the previews, I think. But um, it reminded me of... you play Battletoads back in the day? Yeah. Do you remember the level when you're, like, in the stomach of the thing and you're on those cars? You're, like, going over bumps and stuff, and you can you can trade up in lanes. There's, yep. like, three lanes, and you go up. This is pretty much identical to that. Um, and it, it was a boss battle, and you had to fight the squid, and you're going super fast. And I was getting stressed out because... the the thing that kind of sucks sometimes about these demos, and it doesn't suck, it kind of just adds another layer of intensity to whatever you're doing, but you have 10 to 20 people standing right behind you, you yeah. just, just mm-hmm. staring at you. This guy sucks, look at him screw up again. Type and, that, yeah. and that's the thing, The Messenger is a hard game, mm. and I I failed like five, six, seven times this just over <laughs> and over. And the demo ends once you beat that the mini boss that they were giving you. Mm-hmm. Um because I'd watched multiple people do it, and then I got up there and I didn't stand a chance. <laughs> um, so I set the game down. I was like, "Hey, thanks for letting me demo this, but I should stop wasting everyone's time. I need to get out of the way." Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, super excited about Picnic Panic. Um, that's coming out th- this summer, sometime, as far as I know, or maybe the spring. I don't know. I should have wrote some dates down for some of this stuff. That would have been smart. <laughs> yeah. Hey, teach their own. Watch out for that. Free though for yeah, everybody. Free's always good. Um, how about a game you played? Uh, I played, let me see here. Um, it wasn't a great game, but it was kind of fun and interesting. Uh, Earth Defense Force Iron Rain, <laughs> um, published by Yerkes, Y-U-K-E-S. 
Yeah, we, we don't pronounce things like okay. that on the show. All right, well, yeah, um, I just don't <laughs> pronounce in general. Uh, but um, basically, this was like your uh, kind of reminded me of a little bit of Starship Trooper style. Dude, exactly like um, Starship Troopers. Yeah, you're a, you're a, a trooper. You have some like mech outfit on, um, and you're just defending Earth against ginormous bugs. And by ginormous bugs, I mean ants the size of towers, literally like know? ants and cockroaches. Yeah. Um, it was kind of fun. Uh, I played as a uh, a heavy tank mech, uh, so I really couldn't like move too fast. I had a little like a burst speed, but I had a railgun and a flamethrower, and I was able to take on the first uh, boss, the first little uh, enclave of ants that came after me. And then they were sending uh, scorpions after me. It was kind of fun. It was interesting take on the whole let me save Earth type deal. Um, I... It was because this isn't the first Earth Defense Force game either, so mm-hmm. it, it looks a lot like the older ones. Mm-hmm. Um, and one thing I'll say is that <laughs> in this, where we're at right now in gaming, I feel like you have AAA, super highly polished games, or you have indie studios mm-hmm. that maybe you're knocking it down to like a lower bit count. Oh, yeah. um, but then you have studios like this that are making these weird AA games that are kind of dead for the most part you didn't really see too many things they're like hey we tried the hardest we could and we don't have enough money and that's what this game felt like yeah it was like they just threw stuff at you um they definitely could have changed it It could be a lot better if they put extra time into it but i mean for being on the playstation and just being it was just a fun thing to kind of like destroy giant spiders and ants but nothing i would go out of my way for um but it was just a fun game you know if that's something you like doing is blowing up ants and have at it <laughs> you feel but, like blowing uh, up giant bugs yeah you know it was just it was a fun take on to it and i never played any of the other um iron earth, Rains or earth anything. defense yeah no yeah. i've never played any of those other ones so it was all like brand new to me to me it was like if it ended up in game pass and it was free sure but other than that Eh, probably not. Yeah, I don't have enough space on my external hard drive, so it would be it's not worth, literally not yeah. worth the space. Yeah, great. <laughs> that sounds terrible. Sorry. Um, up next, I think we we both played this. Uh, Man of Medan. Yes. Um, this was this is from Supermassive. They were the people that made Until Dawn. Mm-hmm. When Until Dawn came out, I'm pretty sure I made you sit down in my bedroom at the time and play through the entire game. Yeah, it was very forceful, too. Like, it was. Down, play. You're not allowed to leave this room till you're done. <laughs> yeah. it, was a, it was a good game. Uh, very story-driven. Um, consequences, where you can either choose, you can either go with your heart or your head, and then you'd make the decision based on, on that. What'd you play with? Um, uh, I played with a controller. Did you play with your heart or your head? <laughs> um, I played. I played with my uh, my heart. That was the first choice, but then I went back and forth. Once you were um, actually like in yeah. there, um, I noticed I came up upon you. You were playing the end of it. Uh, you took the same path as I did. It's tried to save the guy as well too. Playing with our hearts. Yep. Um, I did. Ran. Yeah, I did watch actually someone run away. Um, he just looks at him and she's like, "Bye," and nah, waves see you later. And just walks away. You know. <laughs> Um, so I, I kind of like the aspect of the games where you have different choices and, and always, it seems meaningful like yeah, choices that exactly. actually affect the outcome. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely true. And it, it looks, it looks super polished just like until oh, yeah. dawn. It's like good, the good prettiest, the prettiest telltale game you'll, you'll ever play. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the, the scariness of it. There's a, I like, I, I'm a fan of uh, kind of like horror games and everything like yeah. that. Uh, so that, I mean, I like a little bit more action, but like I said, if I had time to kind of just sit down and didn't want to read a book so uh you that. are gonna have time because yeah. i'm gonna force you into my now <laughs> office instead of my bedroom to play the game uh to play that whole game fair enough um 
the awesome thing about this game, though, is Until Dawn was a PlayStation PlayStation exclusive. Mm-hmm. Um, this is for everyone, mm-hmm. which is great. I'm glad that they the Supermassive got out of whatever contract they had with just Sony, so mm-hmm. everybody can experience this. Because Until Dawn was a ton of fun. Oh yeah, I really enjoyed pretty much everything about it, and like I'm I've had multiple people play it while I watched it, and mm-hmm. I also played it myself. But it's like if I could go through that eight hour game, six hour game, however long it was, multiple times. I bet you, you can do that with this mm. as well. It's saying something for the game. Yeah, um, and this is cool because this is part of an anthology. I'm okay. pretty sure. So this is this is gonna be like one story in their horror like genre. Oh, so we're gonna cool. get this story, Man of Madame. <laughs> then we're also gonna get more stories to come from Supermassive that are about certain horror things. And I think that's what they do really well. So nice. Pumped about that game. And also, I have to say that the two hot. Um... Like sailor women they had out there were very very hot. cute and hot. <laughs> Even the, the one in the, the two... zombie was uh, still pretty pretty attractive. I think the two hot women were hot. Yes, I, I couldn't agree more. Um, all right, you have you have something? I got a whole list here. So yeah, I, I mean, if you want to go again, I mean, I don't have as big well, of a list as you do. Well, some of these are games we both played. Exactly. Um, so right next to the supermassive booth, mm-hmm. we actually had the double fine booth. Yes. Uh, which they were showcasing their new game, Rad. Mm-hmm. Um, Rad was first debuted uh, at a Nintendo Direct a few or a couple weeks before PAX, I think. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was just a Switch exclusive. Uh, yeah. Turns out it's not, so mm-hmm. that's cool. I mean, I could see it being perfect for the Switch. Which I'm definitely is. gonna buy it on oh, the yeah. Switch <laughs> for sure because when in doubt, buy it on the Switch. Mm-hmm. Nothing beats gaming on the toilet. Yep, gaming on the go. Um, so rad. This is Tim Schafer's next game. Um, Double Fine with people that made Psychonauts, um, Broken Age, some other games. Psychonauts was fun. Psychonauts is a lot of fun, and <laughs> I think this game seems just as zany. I and think it, the title of the game is it, spot on. It, yes, it's very <laughs> rad. Nailed it on the head. It's rad. It, um, there was like four, three people you could choose from from the beginning. Um, I picked the Mohawk man. Yep, I picked the uh, the black kid. Um, speed. Speed. Speed's important. Oh, that his name, or is that just what he was about? I was just saying he's probably fast. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, he was uh, he was the guy I chose. Um, I got almost to the very end. I almost won a fanny pack. I was super stoked about it. Um, but I, I missed the first little uh, thing I had to unlock, so I had to go around the board twice. And when I went around the second time, I lost too much health. And then, so when I was fighting the boss, I was screwed. Um, yeah, so that was like the part of this game. They were like, hey, if you can beat the final boss of this level, we'll give you a fanny pack. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we went in there, or I might have went in there before you, actually. You were slightly ahead of Did me. Did I? Yeah. So I went in before you, just died pretty quickly, and I was like, well, I guess I'll go watch Lewis. So I was just standing behind you watching, and you got all the way to the final boss, and then it was just kind of, mm-hmm. if you had some more health, it would have yeah. been, been good. I knew I was getting close because the girl kept checking on me. And then she walks back with a fanny pack, and I got all excited inside. And I was like, oh, yeah. But I think that could have kind of made me lose, too. Um, then I was I put the controller down, and I felt really bad for the... Um, person who had to play it next or pers- clean it? Yeah, I'm, I don't think they cleaned it. I'm pretty sure she just picked it up and like looked at me as I was walking away. It's like, why is this so wet? <laughs> Did he drop it in a pool? I don't know. For um, those of you not aware of what we're talking about, Lewis has real sweaty hands. Yeah, it was a good game. Um, you know the game's good when my hand start sweating because i'm really when he leaves a puddle at the booth <laughs> you know, that's it, how you know it gets you you know get your, your, your get your going. heart pumping yeah, yeah you know um and we didn't really explain what the game was at all <laughs> no <laughs> but uh it's a top-down third-person game that 
You gain like powers via radiation. Mm-hmm. The game's called Rad, yep. but I would say that's short for radiation. Short for radiation, yep. and it also seems like a rad game. Yeah. Uh, but so you get different power ups. Like at one point, I had I had wings. Did you ever pick up wings? I had the spike and then something else. So you could like yeah. Could, so ah, and then spikes would come out of my body. So yeah, you can pick up these different power ups to kind of um, mod your actual person mm. you're using. It's like a hack and slash type deal too. You know, you just. Hit yeah, the a yeah, button, yeah. jump, roll. Completely agree. Um, and and it's it. It has a cool graphics. It's like I would a, say the art style. I, yeah. I enjoy more than I thought I was going to when I saw like mm-hmm. seeing the trailer and then actually playing this game. Two completely different outcomes for me. I saw the trailer and I was like, yeah, okay, whatever. But then getting to actually play it, I was like, all right, mm-hmm. I, I'm in. Yeah, especially if we're at like a 19.99 price point when we come in because yeah. I, I don't be think it'll it. be much more than that. I could I could see thirty nine, thirty nine. Yeah, hey, I hope not. Um, all right, moving on from that, we can hop on over to uh, Warsaw. Let's hop on over to Warsaw. Yeah. All right, let's hop on over to Warsaw. Uh, I don't know if you you didn't play this game, Warsaw. Um, it's on Steam right now. I'm pretty sure. Uh, developer is uh, Pixelated Milk. Uh, great name. The best kind of milk. Uh, and the publisher is Gaming Company. Um, it's basically like a um, Darkest Dungeon, uh, but uh, in Warsaw. Uh, so it's like uh, World War II themed. Um, I was talking to the developers about it. They were saying like um, the people that they use are kind of like historically accurate. Um, they actually did in Warsaw. They had more women fighting than one would think. Uh, so some of your teammates are actually women. The guns that they use in there are you all know, accurate to the time. Yeah, uh, which is really nice. Um, it has that same um, kind of turn-based tactics as uh, um, Darkest Dungeon, Darkest but Dungeon. you can actually move your characters around. Uh, you can kind of, like, take cover behind, like, things, like, barrels that they have on the field. Uh, but it's still a linear, like, a line game, you know. Um, so like, you a, it's a turn-based game. Yeah. Like, their troops on one side, your troop on the other side of the yep. screen. Yeah. But then, so if you had, like snipers or archers or whatever your long-range people could you put them at the back of the row yep. that kind of thing you can move them anywhere you want on the board okay um so like i said there was like cover you could get behind sandbags that kind of help you you know a little bit better you have healers that can like obviously heal your people but they do have to be within one space of the other person to be able to heal them um they work with synergy off of each other um i could just feel it being a real punishing game kind of like darkest dungeon was um, I was talking to a developer. I was like, hey, you know, I love the game. It's just the demo that you let me play was far too easy. And the guy laughed. He's like, yeah, we kind of made the demo a little bit easier than a normal game. Don't want to put people off. Exactly. That's kind of what he was saying. I was like, all right, cool, because I, I blew through the demo. Um, but, yeah, all in all, it was really great. Fun, you know, fun game. Um, right up we're right up my alley for type of... Uh, I say you put a lot of time in the Darkest Dungeon. Yeah. So. I still pick it up every now and again, and I'll play it a little bit here and there. Um just a great game all around. I'm excited to play it when it comes to the Switch. Uh, I asked him, making sure that it was coming to the Switch. He said, he laughed and said, of course, that's really where we want to go. I'm like, okay. I mean, which is good. All those little turn-based games like that. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, they just have bigger text than oh, Darkest Dungeon. Oh, that was the worst. Good God. Yeah. <laughs> that's bad. Um, all right. Uh, let's go to a game that I played and I don't think you played. This is Outer Wilds. I played this at the Game Pass booth. This is coming day and date to Game Pass, um, which is awesome. So if you have that, you're going to get this. This is made by Mobius Digital. Um, so with this game, 
this was pretty much the first place we went was the Game Pass booth. Mm-hmm. Um, I plugged. It was kind of cool because they gave you this little survey where it's like they asked you a bunch of questions and then the outcome of your questions picked what Game Pass game you should go play. Yeah, I like um, that. That was that was nifty. And but I knew exact. I knew I wanted to play Outer Wilds, so it's like if they asked about like what is your preferred method of transportation and they had a bunch of options, I was like uh, rocket ship for sure. <laughs> Um, so I did get Outer Wilds. Uh, got up there, and then I made the mistake. Right at the beginning of the demo, there's a fork in the road, and it's like, do you want to go through the tutorial part of this, or do you want to go directly to your spaceship, get your launch codes, and go? I made the mistake of taking the tutorial route, where they literally had to teach me like how to jump, how to duck, and do all of this stuff. Uh, finally got to my spaceship and I was spending way too much time talking to like NPCs and stuff. Cause everybody had something to say, had a little story or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I finally got to my spaceship, put my launch codes in, started to take off from the planet that I was on. Um, and then the dude tapped me on the shoulder and he was like, all right, sorry, your time's up. And I was like, oh, dude, I just got this thing up in space. If I had just gone directly to the stupid spaceship, you would have had it. I already would have been up in space. Um, it, it was really awesome though that my demo ended there kind of just because it made me it made me wonder what else is coming in that game it seems like a complete exploration type of game mm-hmm. um and since i was so quick to leave that one planet i'm assuming there's multiple more planets for me to go explore um you're definitely some type of weird alien cuz everyone i was talking to was an alien but i don't think i ever actually got to see myself it's a first person game Yep. Um, it did but, look, I did. I saw you cooking marshmallows. Uh, yeah. I think that might have killed some of your time too, though. It, it, yeah. <laughs> you, if you walk by a campfire and it's like press X to toast a marshmallow, like I'm not gonna not, not hit X. I'm not gonna walk <laughs> away. Come on now. Yeah, it's true. Um, yeah. So yeah, I'm excited to see what comes next in that game, and because it's gonna be in Game Pass day and date, um, I'll be there day one, seeing what happens when I get off that planet. <laughs> I encourage everybody else to give it a shot. It looked interesting. Yeah. Um, I played also, I actually played two. Um, uh, Operencia, I'm pretty sure that's how Oh, Operencia, that, yes. which is already out in Game Pass, mm-hmm. which is cool. Um, it's another uh, kind of RPG turn-based game. Uh, it's a first-person, uh, it's a grid-based movement game. Which is weird when you say it's a first-person game mm. and also that it's like grid-based. Yeah. Because you don't really have games like that. No. Um, it's pretty interesting. You can like... The whole map is all obviously squares, and you can either move forward or left and right. And you have to fully turn your body left to fully turn your body right to actually go those ways, which was kind of the most annoying part about it. Um, I had heard because Doc has actually played this since it's been in Game Pass, and mm. I think him and Shine were talking about how that also bugged them. Yeah, it's so, like you can't just be kind of looking to the left and turn; you have to like almost like complete your whole body that way okay yeah. uh, other than that i really enjoyed the uh the combat of it you would see the enemy you can kind of like hide and square you know walk around them to ambush them yeah, if yeah you want. flank them yep um and then there's once you're in combat there's three levels they can be like right next to you medium or far away obviously if they're far away you want to attack them with some ranged weapons same thing if you're they're close you don't want to use a ranged weapon to attack them um you know, another another turn-based game. Um, the older I get, the more I kind of enjoy that because my uh, reaction time's not as quick anymore. You need so. that time in between turns yeah. to really plot out what you're going to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so which is enjoyable. And since it's on Game Pass, you know, free it's, games. It's already me. out. Exactly. Um, it was very fun. Um, 
I played that the second time around uh, just because uh, I think that's what I got on my little little test too. In the test thing? Yeah. Oh, so you um, played that twice? No, I, the first time I played Void Bastards. Oh, well, well hey, well, let's just stick with the games that are in Game All Pass because right. I also have some. Um, well, go, Void go, with, go with Void Bastards. Um, yeah, that was the one I first got. Um, it's also in space, so you could have accidentally got that one. Um, Which... But, I may I may have preferred that actually yeah. I think after watching you play it. Void Bastards, it was cool. It had like a shell shaded graphics, kind of like um, Borderlands. Yep, just yeah, like kind of Borderlands. Um, but you're in space. I didn't really know quite what was going on. I was just kind of running around. Uh, I did get lost, um, but then I was just kind of killing anything that got in my way. Um, I just wish I had more time onto it. Um, I think I was getting frustrated because I was losing oxygen and dying. Um, oh, so is that like a, a- is that like a resource you have to pick up? Like you have to pick up oxygen or pick up something for your tank or something maybe? It wasn't, no, it wasn't oxygen. I think I got I got poisoned or something. So you were just slowly watching your Slow, health go down either yeah, way? Yeah, and I already used all my tokens to, you know, wash myself off the first time. Um, but yeah, I could definitely see once it is in Game Pass, uh, picking it up and playing it. Um, I could see it being really fun. Free games, why not? Yeah, free. Yeah. I, it was definitely the art style that... Did stuck out to me and yeah. it, it's a first person game right so, yep first yeah. person first definitely, person shooter definitely looks cool um another one in game pass i actually put these two together the game in game pass is blazing chrome so that's gonna be day and date that's made by joy masher mm-hmm. um and that's coming to game pass um and then the other game that i tied in this was iron meat these are two games that remind me exactly of contra okay so in my head, this is just going to be like the most polished, updated, upgraded version of Contra you could be playing, which I think is great. Um, Blazing Chrome, literally, I played it and I was like, are we playing Contra? And the guy was like, it's heavily inspired by Contra. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, I could tell. Um, but they, they both look awesome. And uh, I don't know, if you've played Contra, you get different weapons, you... You're shooting wherever you're aiming your joystick, so that's something you used to. This yep. this does have a stopper. I think if you hold left trigger, you can actually make your guy stop in place, so that'll help you aim where you're shooting rather than running and pointing like diagonally up. You could stop yourself to like shoot backwards without having to, to run backwards, say, start to without run having to spin and stuff. Yeah. If you've played Contra, you know what I'm trying to say. Um, but, yeah, they both just look like sweet, updated Contra games. So if you're into Contra, uh, definitely check out Blazing Chrome um, and Iron Meat. Um, Blazing Chrome <laughs> is probably the better game, but Iron Meat is definitely the better name. Oh, yeah, by so, far. You can't go wrong with Iron Meat. If Blazing Chrome had just been called Iron Meat, uh, we'd have the perfect <laughs> game, I think. Yep. Um, and then the last game that I got to play that was from Game Pass was After Party, which we talked about earlier. I waited far too long far too long to play mm-hmm. it. Um, it. It was a nice-sized demo, also, I think that I probably didn't have to do it. It's a this is made by Night School. They're the people that made Oxen Free, so it's a heavily, heavily story based game. Mm-hmm. Um, and the concept of this one is that you and your best friend, I'm pretty sure, I think it was my best friend, maybe it was my cousin or something. Um, you died, you ended up in hell, and there's a loophole to get back to Earth. Um, and that loophole is if you can out drink Lucifer, you can. Get yourself back up to Earth. It's pretty pretty good deal. It's a uh, what a strange concept, <laughs> right? Um, but from what I played, 
it's super funny. It's super witty. They have um, the chick that played Aiden Verso in the Battlefront 2 games, Janina Avangard or something. I can't think of her name right now. Um, she does a great job. I think the game's hilarious. You, I got to play some beer pong. I got to drink some mixed drinks. All against uh, the devil. All against the devil. <laughs> um, one cool hook in your dialogue choices, though, is depending on what type of drink you're drinking, you get certain dialogue choices. So if you're drinking like something that would be like the equivalent of like a whiskey that gets you riled up and like angry, you'll have these like red text boxes, so you can tell that this is a dialogue choice because you've been drinking. Oh, that's cool. An angering <laughs> type of liquor, I guess. Got you. Um, so that that's a cool little twist, and then. Um, other than that, it, it it literally looks exactly like Oxenfree, down to the dialogue boxes, mm-hmm. the characters. Yeah, I um, see that too. I'm not mad about this at all. If they keep making games that aren't like this, isn't Oxenfree two? And I think that's a good thing. This mm-hmm. is just a completely different thing. <laughs> no, that world, same type of world, type right? Of world. Yeah. Um, so yeah, if they if they keep making similar games like this but in different settings with completely different characters um i'm on board i I will definitely be playing after party i think it's probably the funniest game i played there um but yeah yeah that's uh i think that's all of the game pass games Mm -hmm. you didn't play anything else there did you Uh, i did give me one second the other game that i played uh eagle island was a fun game. That wasn't in Game Pass. That was? Yeah. Wasn't. Oh, it wasn't. Oh, well, I didn't know we were still on Game Pass no, games. I, th- I said, are there any more games that were in Game Pass oh, that you want no, to talk no, about? I thought you asked me if there's any other games that I played. Uh, yeah, go to Eagle Island, though. E- I, I watched you play this one, and it, it cool. Eagle cool Island. platformer. Yeah, uh, so it, exactly what it sounds like. Uh, you're on an island with an eagle. Um, <laughs> it's a platformer. Um, basically, uh, you can take this eagle, and when you're jumping, you point your arm out and the eagle will go attack whatever that is you're pretty much like throwing your eagle at Mm -hmm. enemies to attack and everything um different kind of concept you know it's a fun platformer running across the across the screen um i do like the concept of the eagle you can get different upgrades or like different it looked like different actual eagles yeah different colored ones barn owl and you know a regular raven or uh, bald eagle i don't know i think you said at one point or maybe i just thought this that it kind of reminded you of like angry birds like yeah. having oh yeah the, different type of birds that you're throwing mm-hmm. that are doing different things yep and then you can put like uh i think you can also equip abilities to them too so um, that, yeah so you had like upgrade paths for mm-hmm. not only yourself but also for each individual eagle which yeah is cool um so i like the in, the in-depth part about the game like that which is very nice um it's all around pretty fun game. Uh, different type of concept, being able to throw an eagle at somebody instead of like a knife or something. That's something like so. there's a lot of platformers out nowadays. Mm-hmm. So you really need to be doing at least something yeah. kind of different. Yep. So there's something kind of different. Was hey, we'll let you throw birds at people. Oh, right. I like throwing birds because no game let you has done birds. that except for you can throw bird eggs or dino eggs. In so. that game, you could. No, in are other you saying games. in other games? Yeah. <laughs> or just. Yeah, well, that was that was a fun game. Uh, what was it? Developer was Pixelnik, and the publisher was Screenwave Media. All right, hey, good info. So thanks, guys. That was fun. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, I had well, I've got one more of my own, and then we can talk about. Um, at least this is the last one I have down for both of us. Okay. Uh, but the one I was talking about right now is called Moving Out. Okay. This is 
this reminds me exactly of Overcooked. This is going to be the perfect couch co-op game. Mm-hmm. Um, the concept here, you're not in the kitchen any longer. You are now movers. Ooh, fun. And you're helping people move out. Just like a, um, what I like doing. So you have, you'll be set into a level that has like the layout of a house. You'll see a bunch of different items in the house. And then you have a list of what needs to be moved and put out on the moving truck. Um, so then you and whoever you're playing with, like I said, this is a perfect couch co-op split mm. screen game. Um, so you're going to go grab those items. You're going to bring them out of the truck. What what happens sometimes is that you have things like couches or like bigger items where you're going to need, I'm going to need you to go to this end of the couch and I'm going to go to this end of the couch. We're going to have to navigate around corners, mm. whatever, and Pivot. get pivot right and get stuff out of the truck um you can also throw things at one point i'm pretty sure i i threw something out a top story window down to a guy that was on the ground nice um i was walking by this booth and the developer was like hey like are you by yourself and i was like oh at the moment yeah (laughs) um so i went over there and i played with him um super cool super frantic it's going to be one of those games where if you're playing with charlie and charlie can't manage to figure out how to navigate the back end of the couch you're going to get real annoyed just like in overcooked when it's like why are you chopping up the meat and then dropping it on the ground and leaving it there or just all the number of other things that you could have done wrong there um so you can it yeah i don't know it it reminded me exactly like overcooked even down to like the art style it's very cartoony Mm, just Um, with furniture Right, and yeah. I, it looks like a lot of fun, or it was a lot of fun. Yeah. What's just really funny to me is they're taking real-life things that no one likes doing, like moving furniture <laughs> and making it into a game. So uh, I was going to say and cooking, but I guess some people enjoy cooking. Yeah, you know, it's enjoyable. But for me, it's like that's something I never want to do, <laughs> uh, but I'll play Overcooked any day. Wouldn't it be nice if playing Overcooked actually, actually made, made my food? meals? That would be awesome. Megan, come here and play with me. Uh, we need to make cheeseburgers, and then they're going to be in front of us. Oh, that would be fantastic. Would be great. One day. Um, next game we got, uh, this is the one we both played, and this is, we kind of touched on it earlier, was Divinity Fallen Heroes. Oh, my God. This is this is my jam. I, my you, you'll butter. probably have more to say about this. I didn't play Divinity Original Sin 1 or 2, mm-hmm. um, at least not that much of either. This is Larian Studios, the creators of... Divinity 1 and 2. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a completely new take on yes. Divinity. Yes, it is. So, uh, if you know from the original Divinity, it's very story-driven. Uh, you're one character, and you have a teammate of squads, like a teammate of at least four, and um, well, most four, sorry, um, at least two, and you have to go through the story arc and follow the missions and try to un- discover everything. But you're literally working with your people you can level them up like a regular rpg um still grid uh, still tactical game but the new twist to it is it's more like uh, XCOM, where you have one leader and then you have a squad of people and you go into a single mission uh you fight that mission you can lose your your lower squad tier people that you know they regenerate every every match uh if you keep them you can kind of upgrade their abilities obviously with the main characters you can continue to you know level them up um, but it's not like I'm going to move from one spot to the other. It's you go into a, a realm of combat and then you leave that realm. You go back to your, your boat. Um, and that's you where you have up. a lot of your like dialogue too. Yep. Like mm-hmm. it, it does seem pretty story driven. Oh yeah. That's still the same, but it's not like a, an exploration game anymore. It's like 
go back to your ship, do your stuff. Have your talks, mm-hmm. do your upgrades. Make your ship go somewhere as you're talking to the people. And then you say you, you arrive in Italy, basically. not Obviously, that's not in the game. <laughs> no, yeah, I got but you. then you unload your ship, you play that one battle, then you go back to your ship, upgrade your stuff, go back out. Um, instead of just constantly you know, taking your bedroll, taking a nap onto that. Um, I like that aspect a little bit more. Um, the other difference is... Um, in Divinity Sins is um, the way that the combat went. It was like, say, it was all based on speed. So if I was really quick, I'd go first. Then an enemy can go. Then another enemy could go. Then my teammate could go. But now it's my whole team, and then your whole team goes. Uh, so with that, it's easier to set up combos, um, kind of just easier to attack, basically, or easier to get killed because if you screw yourself, you have to let all five of them go at once or whatever. They did introduce a new um, element to it um, and also introduced guns, so I'm excited to see how that plays out. Um, I'm very, very, very pumped for this game, and I cannot wait. Yeah, I think, if anything, I might be more likely to play this one because of like the XCOM feel of it, because like, mm-hmm. I loved XCOM too. Um, oh my goodness, me too. I played hours and hours of that at some point, and then all the DLC went on sale, and I bought all the DLC, and then I didn't play oh, it after that. Oh, you didn't that. play any of the DLCs? <laughs> not, not really, no. Uh, I, I think I turned some of it on, started it over. Mm-hmm. Um, that was it. Yeah, definitely <laughs> missed out on that game. It it is a, it's cool, and I think that having this and then Divinity Original Sin three, mm-hmm. I think will be okay. I mm-hmm. don't think you're pissing off oh, no. the people that love Divinity one and two. Mm-mm, so not at all. Definitely a different take, but I think they're going in the right direction. Um, I remember last year when I was talking to him about. Uh, Divinity 2, I was like, hey, this kind of reminds me of XCOM, and they're like, yeah, a little bit, but it's more like, this is your character type deal. Um, this is your then, one guy, yeah, you can roam around. Edit him to your liking, but then when they added, when I saw this one, I was like, did they listen to me? You know, it was weird. <laughs> they listened. <laughs> um, I mean, that. I think those are, we definitely played other games, I just think those... Ones that stand out the most. Were the ones that stood out the most to me. Yeah, um, yeah. Did you have anything else? Uh, fall into silence. It was interesting. Um, it kind of reminded me of Witcher, um, just not as polished. Um, but it was a very survival base. You could like gather wood. Um, you could ride dog sleds, um, which was interesting. That that was my favorite part. Riding dog sleds, yeah. Riding the dog sleds. It uh, it reminded me of the Witcher kind mm-hmm. of. You yeah. you had mentioned that to me earlier. Just not as polished. Um, but definitely I could see it kind of being fun uh, if you actually really put some time into it. I could see it going somewhere. Uh, but with the five minutes that I was able to play, uh, I didn't, I, you know, I was just kind of like scooping a little bit of the ice cream. I did. I wanted a little bit more. Yeah. Um, all right. I don't think, I think that was about it. Really? Nothing else worth mentioning. We also, that's the one thing that can be said. If you're only there two days, you only have so much time mm-hmm. and yeah. pretty much everything has lines. Oh yeah. Um, like Disney world. Yeah. Those were some of the standouts for us, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, I'd say so. Um, all right. Well, hey, Lou, thanks for being on the show. It was, yeah. uh, it was fun doing this again. Risky. And, it, was, it was very fun. And uh, there's Even the dogs there. also telling you that they had a great time. <laughs> they had fun, too. Um, all right. Well, we're going to go record the real show, and our special guest is going to be Waterloo. Hey, don't tell them that. Spoilers. I'm, I'm pretty sure this is coming out after that, so hopefully oh, okay. it's a good episode. <laughs> Um, but yeah, thanks everybody for tuning in to this special edition of Cross Atlantic Gaming. Uh, we'll catch you guys next year at PAX East 2020. Good evening and good night. Yeah.